0: Hello and welcome to the Standing for Truth Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Donnie Bedinsky, and together we will venture on a journey to explore the truth of biblical creation. Our ministry is also available on YouTube, so please search Standing for Truth and get access to the video versions of our programs. I'm Donnie Bedinsky, and as usual stay awesome, and trust in the truth of God's Word. Okay, so let me uh, let the audience know. I'm not sure what the issue is. It looks like we are live now in front of the audience, and so that's good. Uh, the broadcast says we've been live for about 10 minutes. I don't know why it just went live, but we're good now, so we are live. And what we're going to do then, Luca, is allow you to just restart your opening statement, if you don't mind, just so the audience can can see it. So do not uh, worry. Not-
1: was everything okay with my presentation? It was all good.
0: Yeah, yeah, everything was, was coming in good, but I don't know why the the first few minutes weren't weren't broadcasted. But it is broadcasted now, so mm-hmm. there we go. Everything
2: Except is good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're good, Luca. That was just a warm up, and now uh, yes. just restart your presentation so the audience can see it. And we're starting now, Luca. So feel free to share your screen.
1: Okay, you can see my screen now. Yes, yeah. you're good. You're okay. Good we go so uh it's all uh, life related i say yes of course and as i said uh, before uh, we will play a little game tonight uh not for too long only for a little bit uh, it's a very long game if you play it all but uh, you all know the game uh, one is not like the other so we will see what's uh, the intruder uh, in uh, those set of pictures let's start with the first one so you can see uh, those organisms one is not like the others so what is the intruder here let's see Uh, Virus, bacteria, animal cell, or plant cell. Uh, uh, Which is what? Uh, So, let's see. You can see here, uh, all organisms, aside from virus, have uh, cells, so bacteria, and animal and plant cells have, of course, cells. So, one is not like the other, is not like the other. Slide number two. Uh, one is not like the other. Uh, you can see there uh, the same picture aside from one that's new. Let's see what uh, what is what. Uh, fungi, cells, animal cells, plant cells, and bacteria. One is not like the other. Which one? So all those cells are uh, more complex than the bacteria. They do have a nucleus, uh, they do have, and we will see that later, a different kind of uh, DNA. So one is not like the other, the one that's not uh, an eukaryotic cell. So the bacteria is not like the other. (laughs) this <laughs> one so third slide one is not like the other now we have more recognizable uh, organism so what we have here uh plants animals fungi and protists. one is not like the other which one so i'll say protists are not like the uh, the other why because They are made by only one cell. Everything else is multicellular. And the last one. One is not like the other. You can see there uh, a cicada, uh, a mammal, an animatode, and a plant. One is not like the other. Which one? Uh, Well, I'll say the plant. Why? All the other are animals even though uh, this is an insect a mammal and animatode (coughs) so uh, why i did bring up uh, this game because i want to show you that uh, it's not that uh, far-fetched that we are all related If we look uh, in the right places, uh, it's uh, evident that we have evidence for it. You cannot say that's evidence, but for sure uh, uh, it's not that absurd. uh, And that's quite important to see that. But let's see uh, a set of evidence, the mitochondria why it's important Uh, as you see uh, mitochondria a mitochondrion uh, singular mitochondria is plural is an organelle uh, inside the cell Uh, it's important because it's the power plant of the cell why uh, i think it's evidence for evolution well we have some reason for it. Uh, we are two hypotheses for the origin of the mitochondria: the endosymbiotic theory and the autogenous theory. So, uh, the first one is the one that we will see the more widely upset theory. Uh, it's just an hypothesis right now. And autogenous theory it's the uh, hypothesis that the mitochondria Came from uh, itself. Basically, uh, the cell was uh, the one creating the mitochondria. But uh, we have quite some evidence for uh, the endogen endosymbiotic theory. Uh, what's that? Uh, this theory uh, states that uh, the mitochondria was uh, once a bacteria and uh, it was uh, eaten, basically, by our ancestor, and it became, uh, in due time, what is now. What kind of evidence we have for it? We have a lot. Sorry for the wall of text. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, what kind of evidence we have for that? Uh, well, uh, mitochondria use a kind of division that are used only by bacteria. Uh, if we remove uh, mitochondria or chloroplasts, the cell cannot uh, produce more. Uh, the uh, proteins in uh, the uh, wall uh, of the mitochondria are... Uh, basically the same of bacteria Less so um, that's quite uh, uh evidence and also uh dna is different uh, from uh, our dna and we will see that in a minute there are uh, evidence for uh, in the genome, for a uh, relationship between our mitochondria and uh, some kind of bacteria. And uh, they use a, a particular uh, compound, amino acid uh, used by uh, bacteria. All those evidence are definite proof for that? No. Uh, and that's quite something. Just think about it. Uh, what I've shown to you is not even a theory, and we have so much evidence. So, uh, why it's important and what's the difference? Uh, look at that. That's the DNA of uh, mitochondria, and you can see that that's a singular. Um, basically a ring of DNA, uh, uh, double A-X, uh, and that's just it. Uh, the double helix DNA and, they, and it form a ring. Uh, it's a very simple structure and you can found it in our body, just in the mitochondria. And here you can see how it's made. It's a very simple structure and you found this kind of structure just in uh, bacteria, basically. And in our nucleus, what kind of DNA you can find? That's chromatin, and that's completely different. Here you can see the structure, and it's wrapped uh, in uh, around those uh, proteins. And why it's important? Because you can... Uh, store the DNA uh, in a smaller place. You, you can uh, do it in a more compact way. Basically, that's what are uh, chromosomes, compacted DNA. Uh, the one in the mitochondria cannot do that, that. So it's quite relevant that we have two different kind of DNA, and the one more similar to a bacteria is inside mitochondria that's quite something so those were my evidence I thank you for anything if you have question of course this is my mail my YouTube channel my very small YouTube channel and thank you for watching
0: okay Luca appreciate that also thank you sorry oh okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> I didn't yeah,
0: we're, good. <laughs> we're <laughs> good as well okay and, we are good. Uh, redoing some of that opening statement but we've gotten uh the audience to tell us everything is good video is good audio is good so cat we are going to hand it over to you brother for 10 minutes whenever yes. you're ready the floor is yours
2: Okay, all I heard for the last 10 minutes was him just stating a fact like it's true, and we're supposed to just accept it because he said so. There is no evidence of any animal or plant ever in the history of mankind being observed to change into anything else. They put these pictures in our textbook and tell the kids the humans are related to birds. Well, How do you know? Well, we have a line drawn between them. Oh. I could draw a line between a golf ball and a Corvette too. Would that prove they're related? They they put these lines on paper and make up these family trees and say the dinosaurs and the ladybugs and the pine trees and the worms have a common ancestor. This is not science. The topic of this debate is, is all life related to a common ancestor? The answer is no. There's no evidence for that. If someone wishes to believe that, they can. The fact that we both have mitochondria that is similar to say a plant or some other animal that would prove a common designer. See Luca is stuck in the box thinking you have to think inside this box. He knows evolution happened. Now, how do we prove it? Think outside the box Luca evolution didn't happen. There's no evidence of any animal or plant ever changing to something else just because they draw lines on paper is not science. But the textbooks in school teach the kids from the time they're little. Here's a biology textbook, high school, 10th grade. It said all the many forms of life on Earth today are descended from a common ancestor. This is propaganda. This is not science. You cannot show that you're related to a ladybug. You say, well, we have similar DNA. That would prove a common designer. The same designer wrote the code. Microsoft Word has thousands of lines of code that are identical with Microsoft PowerPoint. It doesn't prove nobody wrote the code. So what you showed, and when you show the different pictures of the four different, you know which ones are not like the other, Luca, none of them are like the other. The animals are not like the plants, or the fungi, or the bacteria. None of them are like each other. You may have decided which kind of category you're going to, you know, I could say, what's the similarity between me and the car in the parking lot, we both have red on. Okay, that doesn't prove anything. So none of them, if you put your pictures back up, you can see, wow, an animal cell is not like a plant cell. There are some similarities because the same guy designed them. They both have a nucleus, but and it might be bound in a membrane, might be a eukaryote, I understand. And it might have mitochondria, might have a DNA code. That is not evidence of relationship. I wish you guys could think outside the box, but the textbooks say everything's related and co- came from a population of primitive unicellular organisms. This is propaganda. This is not science. Then this textbook admits no traces of those events remain. Yeah, real handy. Our kids' textbooks are full of these family trees, and they taught this from the time they're in kindergarten, and they believe it because that's what the book says. Yes, boys and girls, the humans and the ferns have a common ancestor with the, with the sh- uh, sharks and the starfish and the octopus. There it is. So yes, if you give a protozoa enough time, it'll slowly turn to a biology teacher. All this is, is propaganda. This isn't science. I just point out, you guys are welcome to believe this. If you think you're related to a jellyfish, okay. But that's science is what we can observe. We observe jellyfish making jellyfish babies. That's been observed thousands of times. We observe birds making bird babies. That's observed. Okay, that is science. Frogs make baby frogs without exception. So if someone wishes to believe that they're related to a frog or a bird or a reptile, that's their privilege. They can believe whatever they want, but they shouldn't call it science. Science comes from the word seer, the Latin word to know. What do we know? We know frogs produce frogs that we know we've seen it. That's observable. Science is what we can observe, study, test, and demonstrate. We can observe frogs produce baby frogs. We can observe jellyfish produce baby jellyfish. That's a benzene. That's science. That's science. It is not science to draw a line on paper and say the jellyfish came from protozoa. Nobody's ever seen protozoa produce anything other than protozoa. And many of these single celled creatures have a very short lifespan. They're born, grow up and get married and have babies in eight hours. So you can see three generations in one day. They've observed, I think it's 45,000 generations now of protozoa in the laboratory. After 45,000 generations, they're still producing baby protozoa. No exceptions. I wish you guys could just admit these trees that you draw as lines on paper are not science. It's a religious worldview. You're welcome to keep it, but you should not be charging everybody to pay your religion, have your religion be taught in our school system. This first, this uh, textbook says evolution, life on earth is one big extended family. This is the topic of the debate tonight these these charts they draw coming back from a common ancestor millions of years ago are nothing but propaganda they show everything going back to one one of the types of bacteria and then it slowly evolved do you really believe a bacteria turned into a whale over millions of years you realize there are quite a few differences between a bacteria and a whale okay the whale has a lot of features bones heart uh, lungs uh, skin that bacteria don't have. So how did it gain this stuff? Where is the mechanism? Where's the scientific evidence for a bacteria gaining something to change from a bacteria to a whale? The textbooks say it happened and we're supposed to believe it. They make these fake family trees. All someone did is draw a bunch of lines on paper. That's all it is. It's a cartoon class. This isn't science. This is religion class. Yes, boys and girls, we are related. Look at this. We all came from a common ancestor. There it is. Charlie Darwin related to a chimpanzee. That one I might believe. Okay. But he's also related to a kangaroo and a frog. There he is down there. All goes back to this common ancestor. There it goes. The the cannabis. Oh, they've been smoking too much of that. Goes back to the common ancestor. All All they're doing is drawing lines on paper, saying the snail is related, goes back to the same ancestor as everything. I wish you guys could just admit we have a religious worldview. We believe it happened, but we don't observe it. Okay, then you should keep your religion at home and teach it to anybody that wants to come to your church and and listen to it. I don't charge everybody to listen to my teaching where I believe on religion. They can come if they want or don't turn it off if they don't like it. But you guys want to require that all the kids in public schools, I know it's two in the morning over there, Luca. Thank you for staying up so late, but uh, I know you're in Italy. I know it's it's just sad that this is called science how it ended up in science class I don't know but it did over the last hundred and fifty years Those who believe in this religion have been very good at promoting their religion at taxpayer expense They have taken over the school system. I agree. They won that battle. It doesn't mean it's true though The fact that somebody takes command doesn't make it true. You had dictators in Italy down through the centuries They took over by by force doesn't mean they're right just means they got bigger sword or bigger gun. That's all. Uh, the, The evolution propaganda is all it is. It's a religious worldview. They show they branch off. Look at that, it branched off. Prokaryotes, eukaryotes have a common ancestor. New fossil eliminates this part of the family tree. This is pure baloney. No fossil counts as evidence for evolution, none. When you find a fossil, all you could prove is it died. You could not prove it had any children that lived. You could not prove it had children that were different. Why would we think a bone from the dirt can do something that no other animal today can do? All these trees of life with their branches of our ancestors are a lot of nonsense. I agree. Mary Leakey finally admitted the truth, praise God. You are a primate, this textbook says. I'm sorry, I am not, okay? I'm a human being made in God's image. The apes, the primates, the monkeys, orangutans, bonobos, are all very different, different from each other and certainly different from humans. Now, if you wish to believe they're common ancestor with those, believe whatever you want, but stop calling it science. They put these charts in our textbook. Look at this, a family portrait. The humans are related to the, what do we got here? Uh, Gibbons, monkeys, lemurs, tarsiers, all on there. The hobbit family tree. Hobbits are an island dwarf, Homo erectus, Then their evolution in isolation involved a lot of interesting evolutionary reversals to a primitive state. All this is, is propaganda. I wish you folks could see this. They draw these lines on paper. The kids are tested on this stuff. It's not science. Luca last universal, common ancestor. That's your name, your middle name. Anyway, Luca, Uh, this is propaganda. I'm sorry. That's all it is. There is no common ancestor between bacteria and humans. There's a common designer, but all we've observed are bacteria make baby bacteria. That's all anybody has seen. All this, these family trees are a lot of nonsense. Mary Leakey admitted it. We, that's evolution is not science. They, we, it's not the evidence, there's no evidence for it. So I'll show the evidence tonight, Luca, your turn.
0: Okay, Dr. Dino, thank you so much for that 10 minute opening statement uh luca and kent that concludes your opening statements and so what we're going to do now is take each point made in your specific opening luca and we are just going to engage them one by one and so luca let me hand it over to you since kent just ended with his opening statement pick whatever um, argument you'd like to start with and we'll go yes the uh,
1: first one with the uh... One is not like the other. Uh, It was not evidence for evolution and I can agree with that. My point was a little bit different. I want to show that it's not that uh, incredible to pair up uh, organisms like that. If you think about bacteria and us, we both have a cell, that's something. It's something that we do not have with, with the viruses and Viruses and other organisms that do not have a cell are quite uh, peculiar too. Uh, we have life that do, does not have a cell. Uh, that's something. And we can then uh, go up uh, a little bit and see that we have all different kinds of Uh, life like we have a cell yes but we have different kind of cells Uh, but us plants and fungi we have uh, the same kind of cell Uh, we have a cell with a nucleus uh, with a kind of DNA that's different from bacterial one Uh, I show that chromatin and that's something uh, something real Why we do have the same kind of DNA with a plant? Why we do not have something different? Because uh, it's not like we just have only one kind of DNA. It's not like uh, that other uh, nuclear acids do not exist. They do. So why we have the same of a plant or a fungi? does does not make sense if we are made uh, to be special
0: Luca and just to reiterate your question to Kent to make sure that I understand the audience are you Mm -hmm. asking Kent why do we share similar DNA with plants and fungi uh
1: yeah not just the DNA all those characteristic like we have a nucleus we have the same kind of DNA because chromatin is different from bacterial DNA or the DNA inside the mitochondria so why we do have those kind of features if we have we are special as humans why we are not built different
0: okay, appreciate it Kent we'll hand it over to you. go ahead.
2: Yeah Donnie, if you could let's limit it to one topic at a time. you covered about eight topics there in a row and I don't have time to at least write them all down let alone talk about all of them. So why are we similar in uh, DNA structure to other creatures? As I said, that would not prove a common ancestor. That would be just as much evidence for a common designer. I think you'll find uh, a lot of the cars made in Italy have similarities. They probably have headlights in the front and taillights in the back. Does that prove they evolved from each other? Or that's a a good design. It's a good design to have the headlights in the front. It's a good design to have a roof on your car. That's a good design. Have seats in there where you can sit down. It's a good design it's a good idea it works okay so you're assuming something totally crazy what you're saying is correct you're saying that there are similarities i agree then you're concluding making the wrong conclusion that they're related no they're not related they have the common designer so i think it's important that there be some similarities between the plants and animals because the brown cow can eat the green grass if it was totally different he couldn't digest it the fact that the brown cow can eat the green grass and give the white milk and churn it and make the yellow butter and I eat it and get the blonde hair, that's, that's a pretty cool design. If, if indeed everything was totally different, as you would wish it to be, we could only eat each other. So I think the symbiotic relationship and the similarities are designed to allow for a, 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 a symbiotic relationships in nature. As I said, brown cow can eat the green grass and turn it into white milk. That's because they have similar DNA structure. They have similar cell structure and they can digest it. So this is not proof of a common ancestry. You have chosen to look at it and see, wow, a relationship. I look at it and say, wow, same designer. That's all. But yours is not science. I cannot prove mine is science either. I believe they have a common designer. You believe they have a common ancestor. We both have a religion. The difference is I admit mine's a religion, you don't admit yours is a religion you think it is part of science and it's not it's a religion go ahead
1: yes uh my but my question was uh why we are not built different because we do not need to have the same dna to digest something like you said you can just think that as no dna uh if you want to uh, it does not work like that you can just uh sugar and sugar does not have DNA, so it's not a problem. Also, we can have uh, DNA can, that can uh, interact with other kind of DNA. Just think about RNA and DNA. They do work with each other, but they are different. So we could be built different if the designer, if he does exist, wants to. So if a designer exists, he builds us in the same way of an animal, a plant, and a fungi, and we do have much in common with a bacteria too. We do have a cell. We are different from viruses, for example. So we do see a pattern. And if we are designed, why we are designed that, design that way? Because we do not need to
2: Okay? If you think you can build a better human, I encourage you to try. Okay? I would ask you, what would you change? I think what we see is amazingly complex. Each single cell you're talking about is more complex than the whole city of New York. Bad example. That's pretty messed up. Okay? Each cell is more complex than the whole internet system of the whole world. One cell in your body, and you probably have a hundred trillion cells in your body. Each one contains a hundred trillion atoms. And they all work together pretty amazingly. When the cells get ready to die, they reproduce themselves, die, and now there's another one ready to take its place. The they, they cell reproduction by mitosis or meiosis, it works amazingly well. How would you design it better? Would you want three arms? Now where are you gonna find a shirt? Nobody makes shirts with three sleeves. So uh, I think I look at this and say, I think the design is wonderful, especially when you consider we are a copy off of our parents who are a copy off of their parents. If you take a computer code, computer, put a memory stick in your computer and copy any program to that uh, device, then copy the copy and then copy the copy of the copy. They say after, what is it, Randall, 24 generations, it's, un- it's unreadable, it's illegible. Uh, after 24 generations, it doesn't work, it won't work at all. We are way more than 24 generations away from Adam. But you want to be thousands of generations away from a monkey or a chimpanzee of some kind. And I just say, look, that's not science, that's all. I just keep saying, you guys believe this stuff, but it's not, it's not evidenced by real observable evidence. You can claim you're related to a monkey, And, but see what you're talking about here, why are we not built different? I I like it just like it is, anybody else? What's wrong with the way we're built? The fact that we have similar cell structure to other animals, it works, it's a good design. I bet a lot of cars in Italy have four tires touching the ground and they're round. It's a good design that works. So it's a good design to have a nucleus in the cell, the brain of the cell, which has the DNA, which is more complex than any computer code ever written by man. The DNA from one cell of your body is more complex than your entire computer you're working on. And you think it happened by chance. Nobody designed it. I don't understand. Whoever taught you that, you should go smack them and get your money back. Mm. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yes. Um, I, remain, I remain on my point because still, uh, what we can do better? Well, a lot. Uh, give us chloroplasts. The ability to uh, produce our own food just with sun and air that would be awesome uh, give us mitochondria with our same kind of dna i cannot uh, transmit my mitochondrial dna does that uh, dna is dead with me uh, i cannot pass down that dna to my son i will not have a son i do not have a a wife right now but uh, even if i had i could not pass down those genes uh, because i simply cannot and that's a problem Uh, why we cannot not do that does not make sense unless we have uh, something like evolution Evolution is not a perfect uh, mechanism, and so we are not perfect. We have a lot of strange, strange things inside our bodies, and that totally makes sense. We are not perfect, not at all. And there are a few problems with that. And also, if we are special, why we cannot find? evidence for that because we have the same characteristic of of all other organisms we have something different of course we are more smart we have our uh, kind of uh, strong suits but we are still animals de facto so why is that if we are special because we could be special there are ways to do it but we are not we do have the same dna chromatin uh, and that's different from our mitochondria why why do not use chromatin inside the mitochondria? that's quite something and uh, it's not fiction it's not something i'm making that i'm not making it up we can see that right now we can compare the genome of the mitochondria to uh his ancestor right now and that's science it's not like i'm doing things just like that
2: okay you said uh we are not perfect i would agree i have aches and pains but remember you and i are copies hundreds of generations later from the original the original, I think, was perfect. Man has chosen to rebel against God and sin, and we have broken his laws. Therefore, we have aches and pains and problems. But God promised in his word he will fix that one day. He will give us new bodies and take us to heaven if, if you've been born again into God's family. So that's what I did 54 years ago. I asked him to save me and forgive me, and I've got a promise of eternal life. I don't think you have that promise. I wish you did, but so the fact that we're not perfect. Therefore, nobody made us. I think there are lots of examples down through history where people have made things that are not perfect, but they, they were still made. Some things are, des- are designed, uh, and something goes, they're poorly designed. It bad design does not mean no designer. Darwin thought that the eyeball might be poorly designed. It's, it's incredibly complex. Uh, he said, well, your argument, you're saying God wouldn't have done it this way. Therefore, it must have evolved. That's a silly argument for evolution. That's, we're, we're talking about a copy off a copy off a copy. Here's a pretty poor design, stairs that lead to nowhere. There's a poor design, bath, uh, washing machine into the bathroom. There's a poor design. You wanna go potty on one of those, sitting you know, two inches away from somebody? I don't think so. That's a poor design, but it's still designed. First of all, I don't think we're poorly designed. However," Even if we were, that's not evidence for evolution. You are jumping to, you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Poor design is not evidence for evolution. I think we're amazingly designed. And I think that the uh, you said we are still animals. You may choose to believe that if you'd like. But see, man is making these classification systems. And it's some man putting man in with other animals. The animals don't want us. They don't think we're part of them. I've said many times on our farm here at Dinosaur Adventureland in Alabama, if you turn all the animals loose, they'll find the one that they want. The squirrels always look for female squirrels. They don't even consider looking at the cow or the donkey or the the mule. All they want is another squirrel. They know what the same kind is. The Bible says they will always bring forth after their kind. That's all anybody's ever seen. And if you can't marvel at the amazing design, I feel sorry for you. You're missing out. On knowing the creator of the universe, who would like to be your friend and savior, and he is mine. Okay, so I think your argument that we are not perfect, therefore we evolved, doesn't hold any weight at all. The fact that we are copies off of copies off of copies off of copies off of copies and not perfect is perfectly understandable. If the original copy was perfect, 5,000 generations later, gonna be messed up a little bit. But it still works pretty good. I like it. Go ahead.
1: yes uh my point is a little bit different my point my first point was that it's not that absurd that we are related to plants and fungi because if we look at the cellular level we are similar enough to see uh, those uh, similarities we have much more in common with a plant than a bacteria a lot more in common Uh when we we did discuss a couple uh, of times more, uh, and you said uh, in one of these debates that uh, a bacteria is still a bacteria, but if uh, we look at bacteria, we have an entire kingdom of bacteria. So it's like saying that we are animals, the same amount of difference. if we look bacteria and us we are quite different so we are more we have more in common with the plant than a bacteria and we can go much much closer uh, if uh, we look at a cow we are much more similar to a cow than a bacteria uh, than uh, A spider for example a spider is still an animal but it does not have bones we do have bones like fish like a lot of other organisms but not spider and insects if you look all those steps you see a pattern and that's something if we are special if we are something else why we cannot see that because you can see the similarities between us and other mammals because we have we are mammals and they think that everyone knows that so what's the problem uh, maybe we were designed but if we are someone designed something that's Evolved to this form. That's the most uh, realistic explanation with the, the, the data I can see right now.
2: Okay, uh, let's see. You said several points there. Um, we have more in common with plants than bacteria. Again, that is not evidence that we're related to them or that we evolved from them. That's the way the designer made it. I think you'd find all the cars made by General Motors have a lot of similarities. They generally use lug nuts on their wheels. Uh, That's a good good design, it works great. So the fact that there are similarities, I would agree, but your conclusion is wrong. Your conclusion is therefore we're related and no, that's where you went crazy. I agree, but see this is man making all these classification systems. Who's deciding that humans go in the same category as cows? The cows don't care how we classify them. All we know is from observable history, cows make baby cows every time. Humans make baby humans, no exceptions. If you wish to believe long ago they were related, that's religion, it's not science. We never observe this changing. The fact that we have similarities does not prove a common ancestry. I think it's evidence of a common designer, but that's not the purpose of this debate tonight. You believe all life forms have a common ancestor. I don't think you've presented any evidence. You say that there are similarities. My counter is very simple. That doesn't prove ancestry. That might prove common designer. It might prove nothing at all. We have decided to look at similarities. Plant cells all have a cell wall. Yeah, maybe they're designed to have a cell wall so they're stiffer and can hold up, grow taller and hold more weight. Uh, That's not evidence of a common ancestry. Uh, Then you said you see a pattern here. I see a pattern, too. I think the designer was amazing, and he put things together so that, like I said, the brown cow can eat the green grass, the animal eating the plant, and giving an animal a milk. Wow. I think that's amazing. I think it was designed. So that's, and you said, we are mammals. Again, that's an arbitrary classification system that somebody's putting on us. I could say we're alive okay how about this we can move cars can move therefore we're related to cars this is the type of logic you're giving here luca yes there are similarities it does not prove common ancestry you can believe it does and i'm sure you do but that's not science so where's the scientific evidence that any animal has ever produced offspring other than the same kind cows make cows dogs make dogs no exceptions where is the evidence Go ahead.
1: So, yes, you are right. Uh, the first point was not about evidence. was all about uh, making you say that we do say a pattern. So it's not that absurd to make this hypotheses that we are all related. I'm very happy to see you <laughs> uh, saying that. So, yes, the evidence. Uh, let's talk about the evidence. I did bring some uh, about the mitochondria, it's not even a theory, so I did bring something that is weaker than usual, it's just an hypothesis, but we do have a lot of evidence, so what are those evidence? We have uh, organelles inside our um, cells and those structures have something uh, interesting in so we do see a different kind of dna inside those structures why we have that and we can uh, analyze this dna and we can find and we did uh, find a relationship with uh, bacteria why if these organelles are just designed this
2: way We, you're, am I unmuted? Okay. Yep. You're saying we find a relationship between us and bacteria, and why is it designed that way? You are choosing to see a relationship. I don't think the bacteria want us. Uh, the bacteria always produce baby bacteria. There are simply no exceptions to that. And you're seeing similarities. We both have a nucleus in the cell. Uh, we both have, uh, mito, both have DNA. Again, that's an amazing design. I think you'd find a lot of the calculator watches and... Computers and cell phones all have computer code in there. Does that prove a relationship or does that prove a common designer is making those things, okay? I look at it and say, wow, that's a good design, it works. Computer code, binary code. But if you look at the cell and the DNA in your body, it's quaternary code, C-A-T-G, not just zeros and ones. It's millions of times more complex than the cells in your body or in the plant or the bacteria. So I'm sorry. You are choosing to believe that it shows a relationship i have to disagree you can believe that if you want but that's you didn't show proof that that's how it is you just simply believe it that's all
1: but my point is why we do not have chromatin inside those structures why we do have ri- uh, ring dna that's basically bacterial dna why we do have that inside our cells? We do not need to. We could have uh, just chromatin. Why do not have the most advanced and better suited DNA inside uh, the mitochondria? Why uh, uh, ancestral form? Because Luca,
0: uh, I just want to clarify, especially so the yes. audience can follow along. Are you saying that within the mitochondrial DNA exists bacterial DNA?
1: uh the same form of DNA that's uh inside the bacteria it's a different uh, kind of DNA it's ring DNA it's more simple uh chromatin is a little bit different is bind to uh proteins to uh store in a more efficient way the DNA we do not see that inside the mitochondria and that's a problem because we do have DNA inside of our cells why not use the same kind of dna we do have in the nucleus we do have a different kind of dna okay so you're saying in the mitochondria of dna Uh, more simple a simple double helix strand and that's less efficient Uh, we can see uh, the relationship because we did uh, um, look for that uh, with the mitochondria and and another uh, bacteria that still exists in today so we do have evidence for relationship at the genetic level why we do see that because it's not needed to have something like that
0: okay kent if you'd like to respond go ahead
2: i think mankind knows about one tenth of one percent of what can be known or will be known one day about dna it is it was just discovered in the last few hundred years okay it's We don't know all of it, but it is the most complex code in the universe. Nobody's ever seen more complex code. Each cell of your body of humans contains 46 chromosomes. Each chromosome, if you unwound the chromosome strand, it would be six feet long. If you tied all the chromosomes together from one person, it would reach from here to the moon and back, I think, several hundred times. That's just the DNA from one person. And you think that code is simple? Each rung of that ladder that's twisted around like that is carrying information. And it it can repair itself. Our computers can't do that. If you get a problem in your computer and one line of code is corrupted, it's gone, it's shot, it's done. Your DNA in the humans and in the bacteria can correct themselves. The DNA code is not simple. You said a minute ago, it was simple DNA. There is no such thing as simple DNA. It is really, really, really complex. Now, if you wish to believe all this happened by chance, you're welcome to. But that's not science. What we observe is this is way too complex to have happened by chance. It's like saying, I'm going to throw these dice down. I'm going to throw a seven every time for 400 years and throw the dice 20 times a second and get every time 400 years, always going to get a seven. It's not going to happen. If you say, I'm going to flip this coin, it's going to be heads every time for the next 40,000 times," I'm sorry. I don't believe you. You think DNA is simple? I don't believe that for a second. I think DNA is so complex, it had to have an amazing, really smart, and fortunately loving designer. So uh, I, I'm sorry you were taught that. And I'm sorry you're teaching it to others, but it, it's not science, Luca. We do not need certain things, you said. I don't think we know what we need and don't. For years, they said the human body has, 100 and I think, 137 vestigial structures. You don't need your tonsils. You don't need your adenoids. You don't need your... Uh, Tailbone, you don't need your various different things. And they were nilly-willy taking things out. Now they have discovered a use for all of them. There's no such thing as a vestigial structure. But if there was, that's the opposite of evolution. That's losing. Where's the evidence of a nation structure of us gaining something? There isn't any. There's no evidence of DNA gaining. DNA is incredibly complex. And you're thinking it happened by chance. Do you think a book in your library could just come about by random scattering of letters on the page? you couldn't get a single word let alone a whole book that makes sense so i'm sorry you 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 make these statements like it's just so and you call dna simple like well luca said it's simple so it must be no it's not simple okay dna is more complex than microsoft powerpoint and microsoft word combined it's not simple i'm sorry go ahead
1: yes but dna it's mostly the same, you can pick up uh, bacterial DNA and insert that in our genome, you can do that. Uh, It's not my point, chromatin is something different. You have the double-strand helix of the DNA wrapped around uh, some proteins, the histones. Uh, That kind of structure, you can find it only in our nucleus not in the mitochondria why is that it's a better way to store the dna why we do not have that inside the mitochondria why the dna is stored differently in a more primitive way that's the point and why we see things like ribosomes inside the mitochondria. look well, let's do one we question at a time if i could jump and yes, look but uh, well, the it's question- the same they, there are some structure inside the mitochondria that are different and they are more similar to uh, bacteria. So uh, it's not like I'm uh, bringing up more points. Right. Uh, it's the same point. Uh, there are structures inside the mitochondria. Uh, basically, they are the same of bacterial uh, cells and why we have that inside our cells.
0: Okay, so if I could reiterate, just so we're all on the same page, Mm. you're looking to the nuclear DNA compartment, the mitochondrial Mm -hmm. DNA compartment, and you're asking Kent, why don't both compartments store DNA in the exact same way?
1: Yes, because one is better. Chromatin is better uh, because you can store in, uh, uh, like, uh, the chromosomes. You can have chromosomes only with chromatin. You can also. OK,
0: so you think in the nuclear DNA compartment, the uh, DNA it's not stores... a thing uh,
1: we do. We do know that uh, I show it uh, inside. the. Okay,
0: let's hand the LV. LV. Look, yeah. I, I, I think we're on the same page. No worries. Yeah. OK, can't go ahead. If, if you uh, would like to respond to that, go ahead.
2: Well, if he doesn't like the way the DNA is storing information, make a better one. Can you make one? Can you make one? Can you make one cell? Can all the scientists in the world? make a single cell, like a skin cell. No, all the scientists in the world can't make one cell. And you think it happened by chance. I'm sorry, who taught you that? Get your money back. So they're not simple. The fact that they store information differently isn't evidence for re- evolution. I, different secretaries store information differently in their office. Some want to store it all in hard copy in a file cabinet. Some want to store it all in the computer. Some want to store it all in their mind. There's different ways of storing information. So what? That proves something? Doesn't prove evolution, that's for sure. Any of those ways of storing information is complex. So the fact that bacteria stores information differently than humans or plants, that doesn't prove relationship. I don't know how you get that, so I'm, I'm lost here. If that's evidence for evolution, you lost me on that one.
0: Luca if you'd like to respond yes, or
1: uh, i understand you I have i can give you more example if you like to uh, like the membrane of the mitochondria it's different from uh, our cell membrane uh, it's more similar to bacterial uh, membrane uh, that's a whole lot of structure that we find inside those organelles that are basically very very similar to uh, bacterial uh, structure like the ribosomes, uh, they are uh, different inside the mitochondria. Uh, if you know, uh, of course, those are structures that translate the DNA uh, basically to make the proteins. And inside the mitochondria, we do find a different kind of uh, ribosomes, more uh, sim- basically the same of the bacterial ones. The, they are different from uh, our one inside the nucleus
0: look if i so could.
1: that's a whole uh, list of structure that they do prove uh, that relationship within mitochondria and chloroplast of course and bacteria
0: and luca if i could break this down in a way yes. that, that the audience will better understand are you basically arguing that the mitochondrial dna compartment of the human genome because it has similar structures to bacterial dna originally came from bacteria
1: well it's not just the dna the dna it's one line of evidence okay, then the ribotons, then as you know there are different kind of things uh, we have the well, cell I, membrane I'm just
0: copy right there. Look, I'm just, because I just want you all to- of
1: those things. It's not just the DNA. All right, uh, but
0: I, I want you understand. to make the audience. I, I want you to make it understandable to mm-hmm. the audience. Why is this evidence for evolution? You're saying that the mitochondrial DNA, everything about it, the structures, the organelles, it originated from a bacteria. Is that your position?
1: Well, yes, that's the hypothesis. And I did the okay. list, uh all the evidence for it and there are quite a few i think i did bring some evidence for it okay i appreciate it luca Kent, if you'd like to respond
0: and then luca i'd like us to move to the next point as we did just hit the hour mark and uh, i appreciate the discussion very cordial so far kent if you'd like a response to to that go ahead
2: i would then point out still it's really complex and any similarities is not proof of a common designer it's just as much proof of a common creator the same guy wrote the code i think you'll find all the books in my library all of them thousands and thousands of books have the same code 26 letters in the english alphabet that doesn't prove they're related that's the code with which you write english god chose to write life forms with a code called dna so if there are similarities it's not proof of a common ancestry how why you can't see that i don't know but it's not i think it's evidence of a common designer same guy wrote the code The code is way more complex than any library in the world. And so it just, it doesn't happen by chance. I don't know how you can believe that it happened by chance, but if you want to, okay. I just point out, that's not science. That's a religion. You believe they're related. So you're supposed to show evidence tonight why all life forms have a common ancestor. The evidence you've shown, the similarities or differences in DNA and mitochondria and ribosomes, is not proof of evolution. It's something you've chosen to believe. You drew a line on paper connecting them. I don't. I don't like. Erase that line, please. They're not connected. Go ahead.
1: Uh, okay. So, what kind of evidence would you accept uh, for uh, this kind of uh, mechanism? So, if you, uh, if I need to bring evidence for uh, uh, the relationship between uh, mitochondria and bacteria, what kind of evidence would you uh, would you accept?
2: Okay, science comes from the Latin word seer. It means to know. What do we know? Knowledge gained by observations, experiments to describe and explain the world around us. Okay, I would like to see some science to show any bacteria ever producing a non-bacteria. Bacteria have been having babies for a long time. All they make are baby bacteria. Or whether it's mitosis or meiosis, they might just split in half, whether it's conjugal or not. But still, it's a bacteria. Where is the observable, I want to see it, observable evidence of a bacteria turning into anything else? Your charts in school, in the textbooks, show these family trees. Where is the evidence for these trees? Where is the evidence of a ladybug ever producing a non-ladybug or coming from a non-ladybug? I'm just saying there is no evidence. Real science is what we can observe, not theoretical, show me the observation of a DNA forming itself or of a bacteria producing something non-bacteria. You said, and you are correct. There's a whole family of bacteria I don't know 20,000 different kinds, probably of bacteria. I agree. They always produce bacteria and really they always produce the same kind of bacteria. I don't know the names of all 20,000 of them, but there's a lot of them. All we've seen is with science, Science, what we can observe, we observe bacteria make more bacteria. Nobody's ever seen anything other than that. So what evidence would I accept? You show me a bacteria turning slowly over millions of years or millions of generations into a whale or anything else other than a bacteria. That would be science. It's never been demonstrated. It's only believed by faith. It's a religion. That's all it is.
1: Yes, I did bring in one of our debates, Uh, I cannot remember what debate, and I'm operating on a new PC. So that's kind of a problem, but I did uh, show you uh, uh, an example of endosymbiosis. So we do have uh, example in real life of endosymbiosis. So we do know that that process that I described is real that can happen and i show you why we think that happened to the mitochondria and all the line of evidence that i showed uh, to you tonight and they are quite a few uh, they are not even enough to be considered a theory just to understand how much evidence you need to call something a theory uh, so yeah I did show that, Uh, I did show in previous debates uh, some evidence for organisms that change in a quite relevant way, Um, so I did that, Uh, at least I tried, Uh, and I did bring evidence that we can uh, see right now and test right now.
0: Uh, Luca, again, and before I can't respond, let me just reiterate this a little bit. I do want the the audience to follow. By endosymbiosis, are you arguing that the mitochondrial DNA is essentially an example of an ancient bacteria or bacterial DNA that is existing inside us?
1: Yes. uh, As I said, we do have uh, genetic evidence for the relationship. We do have a bunch of Bunch of structure that are basically the same uh, of bacterial ones, uh, and that's something interesting. You will uh, agree okay, on that. Okay, so because of the
0: similarities in the mitochondrial DNA within us to bacterial DNA, you are saying that this is an example of endosymbiosis. That basically the mitochondrial DNA is the result of an ancient bacteria.
1: As I said, it's not just the DNA. We have a bunch of evidence. We the do have an example DNA. in nature. Uh, if you remember uh, the salamander, the eggs can do um, uh, photosynthesis. Uh, so that's the example of endosymbiosis. Okay, uh, so that's the specific, in the real okay. life. Then DNA uh,
0: this Okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna mute you. I'm gonna have you both muted. I want us to all get back on track. I think uh, the points have been established. I wanna give Kent the opportunity to respond to that if he'd like to, Luca. And then I know on your slides, you had a couple slides where you had pictures. One is not like the other. I know uh, you wanted to make sure that that you got those points in there before we wind it down and get some audience questions. So let's, let, let's allow Kent to respond. And then if you'd like to transition to, to those images, Luca, before we wind it down, we can do that as well. Kent, floor is yours, brother.
2: Well, I again, I stand my ground. There are similarities between us and all life forms because we have the same designer. How many different types of programs, Randall, how many programs does Microsoft produce? A bunch, Microsoft Word, Microsoft PowerPoint. I'd be willing to bet $5 that they have lots of similarities in those programs. I think if I'm working in Microsoft Word and I click spell check, it takes me to the same dictionary with millions of lines of code that if I'm working in PowerPoint and click spell check, they both go to the same millions of lines of code, same dictionary. What does that prove? The same guys are writing the code. They're not gonna rewrite the code every time. So God chose to write all life forms with an amazing code a four bit code instead of two. Not just zeros and ones, it's four. It's thousands of times more complex than any computer ever, co- code ever written by man. I just quickly Googled here, how many kinds of bacteria are there? there might be earth might be home to a trillion species of microbes. Different types of bacterial classification, more complex than one based on basic factors. There are differences in the bacteria. So what, there are differences in the cars too. How many different varieties of Fiat are there? I don't know, a bunch. How many different varieties of Chevy? A whole bunch, same guys are writing them. So what you're sharing is interesting information that is not evidence for evolution. It's showing clearly, I think to the audience that you want to believe is related, but it doesn't show a relationship. It shows it could just as much be a common designer. So I think you're, you're, you're imagining that it happened. It's not science, go ahead
1: yes i just try my best to bring uh, evidence so a real-time one uh, uh, things that we can observe right now Uh, also yes bacteria it's uh, not a family it's an entire kingdom Uh, to be clear uh, animalia animals are an entire kingdom we are talking about something that huge so a bacteria that's still a bacteria it's the same uh, to say that uh, a Cicada and us they we are the same thing it's quite huge so yeah um, that were my points uh, if you want to say something to me uh, more than happy to answer
0: okay so Luca those were your your main points uh, you were saying um, I was under the assumption you wanted uh, to go over those uh, few pictures with can Yes, One if you like want to. Yes. Well, why don't we do that real quick in the last two minutes, and then we're going to uh, transition okay. into some. I have questions.
1: to uh, show my slides.
0: Sure, if you'd like to pull them up, Luca.
1: Yes, um, more than uh, willing to. Uh, so yes.
0: And and to the and to the audience, endosymbiosis and this theory or a hypothesis as to how the mitochondrial DNA compartment came about. It's a technical issue. It's a complicated one. And so as moderator, all I was doing was reiterating Lucas points to help them be conveyed to, to the audience in, in hopefully an understandable way. Okay. And so, okay, Luca, go ahead. If, if you'd like to ask okay. Kent a
1: couple of questions on that before we
0: move into. So, audience.
1: uh, on the first one uh let's see look at that uh kent as you see uh those are animal and plant cells as you see they are basically the same Uh, the cell walls are a little bit different of course plants they do have uh, a different structure uh, because they do have uh, different components they are more rigid a little bit bigger but if you look at the cell basically it's the same they do have a nucleus they do have basically the same uh, organelles the only different things are chloroplasts so we can agree on that
2: as, as I answered earlier on this slide you showed all four of those are different you can decide to classify them how you want I could say the virus and the plant cell both are green. Wow, that puts them together. How are you making this division? We have decided that a virus is not considered alive. Some scientists have decided that, okay? I don't think the virus- How can
1: alive. do that? Well, it's simple. Here you have DNA floating inside the cell. Here you have a nucleus. Here you have a nucleus. The same kind of structure you can see. Here and that they are basically the same. We do have uh, chloroplasts. That those are a little bit different, but the mitochondria are the same. Basically, the same structure. Golgi apparatus. It's the same. The cell. It's basically uh, the same. Uh, if you look a uh, cell from a plant and from a, an animal, you need to be an expert to see the difference and to have some kind of coloration to be sure because they are basically the same at uh, this level we are the same basically
2: well that's your choice to believe that but an animal cell is very different than a plant cell both of them are incredibly complex you could have a computer mm. that looks you have a computer that looks just like somebody else's computer you flip the lid open you have a laptop computer it's got a keyboard does that prove something? They're both sorry.
1: can really- uh, uh, can you ask, explain to me why they are those two different?
2: I think they're aside very from different.
1: chloroplasts, that are uh, organs that, for what we can understand, they are were included in a cell in a second.
2: Uh, well, moment. plants. Plant cells have a cell wall to make them rigid. Animal cells do not, except for bone structure. Maybe a few others do, I don't remember now. But the plant cells have chloroplasts so they can produce, use sunlight. And and we can't do that. We're different than plants. But man can eat the plants and digest them. The same designer made both of them. They're both amazingly complex. Some cars have the engine in the front. Some cars have the engine in the back. That's a good design. Either way, they both so, designed though.
1: The only difference are chloroplasts and the cell wall.
2: Oh, I did They're not say that. Not there are, there are no many, many more differences than that. Like what? Those are, those are just two quick ones. The DNA code would be different in each one. Every single plant
1: uh, has. Of a course, but that's different for uh, each uh, organism. Of course, we have right. a different DNA. You, you and I. It's not like we can come to that.
2: The DNA code of a carrot is way different than the DNA code of an elephant. Do you believe carrots are related to elephants?
1: Yes, and I'm showing you why, because those cells are very much alike. Of course, they do have a difference because one it's a plant and one is an animal. But if you look at it, they are basically the same thing. They are almost the same. Only two differences, basically. Uh, chloroplast, that's for what we can tell, they were included in a second time. And the cell wall, that's an adaptation. It's You're- not that much of a difference. Sorry, Ken.
2: Well, you are, you are claiming it's an adaptation. Is any other animal cell adapting to include chloroplast? Are, are you related to a carrot also, Luca? Yes,
1: I did show you something like that with the salamander. It was not a chloroplast, of course, but it was something like a, a protochloroplast. So we have that.
2: Yeah. You have chosen to believe that the plants adapted chloroplast. That's not science, that's a belief you can't see this happening why doesn't it happen why don't we see it happening today make a chloroplast in the laboratory and all that would prove is it takes intelligent designers to make chloroplast the planet i
1: did gave you an example right now with the salamander
2: i guess i didn't see it all i see is you giving evidence of what you think are similarities Therefore, it means common ancestor, and that's a lousy conclusion. I think it's just as much evidence of a common designer who's writing this complex code. You're showing four different things, animal cell, plant cell, fungi, bacteria. They could be classified any number of ways. I would point out, they are all different. Hmm. What's that? Gentlemen, I just want to jump in.
0: Excellent discussion, very cordial, very professional. Luca, I appreciate you being easygoing and a good sport. And I think this has been a great technical discussion, but I do wanna wrap it up here because we did say we're gonna make it slightly shorter tonight and we do have some solid audience questions. And so rather than five minute closing statements, let's let's each take two minutes to wrap up our thoughts and points. Luca, let's start with you. So we'll give you uh, two minutes for a concluding statement, we'll do the same for Kent, and then we'll get into some audience questions. So Luca,
1: the floor is yours. Yes, uh, my in this debate, I did not bring uh, much evidence. Uh, I did bring some with the, the mitochondria, my, my, but my whole point was not that. I want to show that uh, the whole point of evolution is not that far fetched. Uh, we are not. Uh, that different from a plant if you look uh, from close enough if you look at the cell you can see a pattern uh, and once you start to see that you can start to understand why we have these hypothesis and it's no longer an, an hypothesis it's a theory uh, the evolution theory but uh, for someone that does not believe in that i want to show why we came to that conclusion and why it's not uh, something made to uh, talk bad about uh, god or anything like that it's just a scientific theory and i just want to uh, bring the people in to show those things To make people uh, curious about it and you do not need to change your uh, idea Uh, I do not want to break anyone's uh, anyone's faith it's not my point I just want to for people to love science to know more and to find out more about the universe we are in I can close it at that
0: well, thank you very much Luca for your closing statement. Always a pleasure to have you here. And also, I just wanna tell you, I appreciate you being willing to engage these discussions on ancestry, evolution, and creation. So with that, Dr. Dino, we're gonna hand it over to you now. And you have uh, two minutes for a concluding statement. Go ahead.
2: And thank you, Luca. I know it's what, 3.30 in the morning over there in Italy now. I spoke in Italy, you got a beautiful country, but you got some people that believe some dumb things, like they came from a rock. okay? I would agree there are similarities between some of the unicellular organisms and some of the multicellular organisms. That doesn't prove a common ancestry. It proves a common designer. The ocean is home to 2.9 times 10 to the 29th power unicellular organisms. That's 29 zeros behind it. That's a lot, okay? There's no such thing as a simple life form. If it's alive, it's complicated. The bacteria, amoeba, have... 670 trillion base pairs of genomes. That's a lot, okay? Lily only has 90 trillion. A Amoeba is more complex than a lily. A mouse, a human's only got 3 trillion. It would be simpler and easier to build a space shuttle and launch it into space than to make a single celled organism. You've chosen to believe that these similarities prove a common ancestor the prokaryotes and eukaryotes both have a nucleus. That's a great design, it works. I think a lot of animals have a brain to run things in their body too. Until they get to college and learn evolution, then they lose that. But this is not evidence for common ancestry. I don't know how you can't see it. This is so complex. You said you see a pattern here, yay. Patterns are made by pattern makers. There's a, there's a if you see a building, you know there was a builder. You don't have to see the guy, you know there was a builder. If you see a painting, you know there was a painter. When you see a creation, why can't you admit there's a creator? Okay, questions from the audience.
0: Kent, thank you very much for that two minute concluding statement. So Luca and Kent, that wraps things up. Again, thank you for a great discussion and some interesting points discussed. So we're gonna get right into some audience questions. And so here we go. We'll get through as many as we can. We've had a good audience. People are expressing how much they've missed our evolution debate challenge. Uh, we Typically we do two or three of these a week. And so to the audience, we do have several more set with Kent over the next month. Okay, so here we go. First question is for Luca. Luca. Taylor K has a question for you. The bacteria flagellar motor is labeled as the most efficient machine in the universe. How did it originate and did it come about all at once or slowly evolve into its present state? Go ahead, Luca.
1: Yes, uh, first of all, yes, it's quite something. uh, The flagellar the motor it's a very interesting uh, structure uh, it's made by protein so yes uh, first of all it's not the most efficient way uh, there are more efficient way to swim basically but for sure it's uh, a very interesting topic uh, how it come to be uh, basically with the mutation uh, it's not that simple because uh, as you all know mutation do create uh, proteins and proteins beans in a certain way so what you need is the right uh, combination of uh, dna and to make to make those proteins why we can uh, get that well we just need to have some kind of functional protein uh, not even the full motor but something that can give uh, the cell some kind of advantage from that you will have selection the better models will be selected so in due time, you will have something like that. We can observe uh, those kind of structure, um, creating, basically. The uh, one doing some good uh, videos on that, uh, it's much more expert on uh, me, uh, on these topics, it's Dan, Stan Cardinal, if you want to uh, see those kind of things.
0: Luca, appreciate the response. Kent, the floor is yours. If there's anything you'd like to ask.
2: Well, thank you, Taylor, for the question. Come visit Dinosaur Adventureland again. We'd love to have you. Um, Taylor, you've you got to watch uh, Emma Thorne. I, I did a Whackin' Atheist with Emma Thorne last night on our Rumble channel. If you want to watch that, Kent Hovind official on Rumble and see uh, poor Emma. She talked about you, Taylor, and I defended you. So watch that. Anyway, uh, the bacteria flagellum is incredibly complex It can turn up to 60,000 RPM, revolutions per minute. It spins around and it can stop in a quarter turn and reverse and go the other way. The bacteria can be swimming one way, stop in a quarter turn going 100 or 60,000 RPM and reverse and go the other way. I think the bacteria flagella motor is complex beyond beyond our imagination. Let me see you get a gasoline engine and put it in your Fiat that goes 100,000 or 80,000 or 60,000 RPM. It's pretty tough to get an engine to go 10,000 RPM without blowing up all over the sky. So these things are incredibly complex. You can claim they're simple if you wish, that's not simple. Study bacteria flagellum, really analyze it, watch a bacteria swim with it, and then tell me you think it happened by chance. If I told you, the maserati engine happened by chance you would think i was crazy but this thing is way more complex and doesn't break down like the maserati so go ahead okay
0: thank you uh can, luca you get the last word yes uh
1: it does not work like that when you have proteins uh, once you get the right uh, sequence the protein will fall uh, itself. Uh, So we can uh, reproduce that kind of rotor. Uh, We do know how it works. If I remember correctly, it's a proton pump. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I did not uh, study that for tonight. I will need to refresh a little (laughs) on that subject, but I didn't uh, see uh, that rotor. It's quite something for sure, but it's not something supernatural, uh, something we cannot produce on our own. Of course, when you have uh, something like a Maserati, it's a different uh, thing, because you need to drag a very heavy object uh, around, so you need uh, more energy, you need uh, some kind of structure, it's not that simple when you scale up uh, a motor. So there is that.
0: Okay. Thank you, Luca. And moving on to the next question now. And the question comes in from Angelo Lagruta. Thank you for the support and question for Luca. How can non-intelligence create intelligence if we all come from a common ancestor? What was the first life form and how did it come alive and how was it able to reproduce successfully before it would have died go ahead luca
1: yes uh first of all we do uh, perceive intelligence but we do it from our point of view uh how we can get to this point uh that's quite a long trip we i can say uh life it's a combination of factor uh, i think that the first living uh, thing was not even a cell uh, it was something simpler we do see uh, organisms that are more simple uh, there is a domain of life that's non-cellular so we do see uh, compounds and uh, organic things do uh things that are uh like life uh, i think about protocells we do have some experiment on that uh, i did the uh, talk about that uh, david dream and and things like that i i will maybe i hope do a debate on uh, so I will talk about these uh, arguments in more detail. It's a long story. Uh, I cannot uh, take a couple of hours to explain everything. Okay, thank you very
0: much, Luca. Okay. Kent, over to you.
2: Excellent question. I don't think it can happen. I think the intelligent designer created intelligence. I think his name is God. I think he wrote a book to tell us how he did it as much as our little brain can hold someday we'll get to see him and he'll explain the rest of it to us. I'm looking forward to that day. So I think we had to have an intelligent designer. There's no other, no other logical conclusion than I can see. Thank you, Kent
0: Luca, you can have a quick final word.
2: Since
1: yes, Angelo. I did not answer because it's quite a complex answer. Um, as I said, the first living thing was not even a cell. It was something that was in between not alive not dead like a virus Uh, virus of course they cannot exist on their own but you think about something that do some process uh, that are in common with life but not all of them it was something like that you can get two process cells from uh, chemicals and we have experiment for that something like that then uh, selection starts and you can have more and more complex things. I hope uh, that's a good answer for you.
0: Okay, thank you very much there, Luca. Next question is for Kent. Mark Reed, appreciate the super chat, the support, and also for the question. So it's for you Kent this time. And Mark Reed is asking, how do you explain why humans have common endogenous retroviral elements? with other organisms? Did God insert viruses into organisms just to fool us?
2: I don't think our modern science knows nearly enough about the design of the human body or the design of viruses to understand why. Uh, If I got into a car and said, what does this button do? The fact that I don't know what it does doesn't mean it doesn't do something. There's a lot of things about the computer I don't know. Still, still doesn't prove nobody designed it. So I think this is the argument from ignorance here. The ERVs, uh, the human endogenous retrovirus, the fact that there are similarities or differences, again, is a designer, not a common ancestor. You wish to believe human ERVs are DNA sequenced within human. They have eight percent of the human genome. Maybe they do something. On a biological level, the main difference is bacteria are free-living cells while viruses are non-living collection of molecules that need a host to survive. Many bacteria help us living in our gut. Similarly, not all viruses are bad. We now know there are also beneficial viruses in our gut, skin and blood that can kill undesirable bacteria and dangerous viruses. In our oceans, there are 10 billion times more bacteria than there are stars in the universe laid end to end. Let's see the virus all the world laid end to end would stretch for 100 million light years. Microorganisms living harmlessly on and in our bodies outnumber human cells 10 to 1. So I think to say that viral genome, that uh, ERVs are junk DNA or unnecessary or harmful is showing a lack of intelligence to make that conclusion. I think they were designed. Go ahead.
0: Thank you very much there, Kat. Uh Luca, the floor is yours if you'd like to respond.
1: Yes, of uh, course, I do agree with Mark. Uh, we do know uh, the mechanism uh, for uh, the inclusion of uh, RNA elements inside the genome. Uh, we know that can happen. We do know how it happened. And I think that's very good evidence for uh, common ancestry. I leave at that.
0: Okay, Luca, thank you very much. Kent, you get the final word if you'd like it. The question was for you.
2: Yeah, again, I think we are just scratching the surface of understanding the human body, the ERVs, the viruses, the bacteria. We are very complex, and I think there are things that we need that we don't know yet. For years, they had listed, I think it was 140 vestigial structures. The doctors were told, you don't need that. When a kid went into the hospital for any reason, take out the tonsils. Now we know you need the tonsils. Do you need your appendix? Yeah. If it goes bad, you might have to take it out, but it's a useful organ. Everything. People say, the the textbooks say the tailbone is vestigial. You don't need it anymore. There are nine muscles that attach to the tailbone that allow you to make babies. If you think the tailbone is vestigial, I will pay to have yours removed. I'll remove it myself. I know right where it's at. I got a Swiss army knife. I'll even clean it before I wash. It, okay. So this is dumb. The fact that we don't know the function of something does not mean it doesn't have a function. I think it means we don't have the knowledge to make a guess yet. And the ERVs I can show you clearly are not evidence for evolution. They, some of them play a key role. We simply don't know. Some of them might be have gone bad. You can have all kinds of things start off good and go crazy. Your motor can, in your car can run great and then blow up and kill you while you're driving. So what, that doesn't prove nobody made the motor. Anyway, ERVs are not evidence for evolution at all. They're evidence for creation. Go ahead.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Kent, Mark. Thanks for the question and moving on to the next. So great questions from the audience today, much appreciated. So the next question comes in from who, what, when? Thank you for the support super chat and question for Luca this time. So Luca, the question is up on the screen for you. And it is, you would point to similarities What about the differences we see between animal families and the lack of time to produce them? Example, human hair and chimp fur, and why?
1: Yes, so um, lack of time. First of all, uh, we do in our model, of course, do have a lot of time. I need to know why uh time would not be enough for those changes and also chimp for it's basically the same as our air it's not like it's different we do have uh, less air uh, of course but not even in number Uh, they are just smaller shorter Uh, it's just like that there are not Much difference between those two things. So, yeah.
0: Thank you, Luca. Kent, if there's anything you'd like to add, go ahead.
2: Well, I think the similarities or differences are designed from the beginning. All we've ever seen is chimpanzees make baby chimpanzees. Nobody's ever seen anything other than that. So, science, what we can see and observe and study and test, that's what we see. That's science. To say chimpanzees and humans are related is not science, it's a religion. I think it's a real dumb one, but you're welcome to it. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Kat,
0: Luca, you can have the quick uh, last word if you'd like. Yes,
1: um, I have nothing to say. Basically, we have the same kind of air than apes. We are still apes, not because I want to insult anyone. Um, we have the same characteristic of apes. What's That's what I mean with that.
0: Okay. Thank you, Luca. And Next question comes in from, uh, let's see here. Okay. So question for Luca from Our Savior. What about dinosaurs found with flesh and tissue and blood vessels still on them after supposedly 100 million years? What are your thoughts on that, Luca?
1: Well, it's not that simple. Uh, First of all, it's a good question because it's something interesting uh, but it's not like we did find flesh Uh, we cannot uh, cook a dinosaur stick unless it's a bird of course but we did find uh, some uh, soft tissues but those soft tissues are uh, alterated Uh, it's not like it's the fresh thing Uh, it's something different it's uh soft somewhat but it's not uh the original kind of tissues uh they were changes uh, there is a lot of iron in it if i remember correctly so it's not that simple uh, it's not fresh meat and they are very small small amount of the uh, that and Scientists are trying to find a mechanism for those kind of structures. Uh, but we need to remember that's not the same tissues of a live animal, and they are, there are very small quantities of it.
2: Thank you, Luca. Cat, the floor is yours. I think it is very sad that scientists have locked themselves into a little box. If I told you, I want you to search all over Conecuh County, Alabama, until you find Rome, Italy, you're not gonna find it. It's not in Conecuh County, Alabama, okay? And they are looking for, wow, we find dinosaur bones that are soft tissue and still flexible. How can we explain this with millions of years? Stop, you're stuck in the wrong box. Get out of the millions of years box. You've already decided dinosaurs lived hundred million years ago. Now, how do we explain this soft tissue? The problem is you've already decided something stupid. They're not hundreds of millions of years old. The Bible says the scoffers at the end of time would be willingly ignorant of the creation and the flood. The flood of Noah 4,500 years ago buried lots of animals and they're not millions of years old. They were preserved in mud. Some of them still have soft tissue. They're not hundreds of millions of years old. They're 4,500 years old. That's why, simple.
0: Thank you, Kent. Luca, you can have the final word. Questions for you?
1: Yes. um, The point is, uh, we do have soft tissues, uh, but soft tissues does not mean uh, we have uh, dinosaur meat or anything like that. But we do have very small quantities in very well preserved bones. It's not like you can pick up uh dinosaur bone and you will find uh, soft tissue in it it's quite uh, hard to do Um, all those points uh, are leaning to we uh, need to find a mechanism because it's not fully explained uh, for what i can tell but uh, all the points points to sorry uh an explanation. Those tissues are that old, for what we can tell, and there is a reason for it. Uh, there is an explanation yet, for what I can tell, no, but the evidence points that way.
0: Okay, Luca, thank you so much. Next question comes in from Donnie's Blue Shirt. So I do like my blue SFT shirt. That is right. And so question is for Luca, the last universal common ancestor of this debate. Question short and sweet. Where are all these missing link fossils?
1: Well, you need to define a missing link because uh, you are talking about uh, uh, the Village chapter with feathers, uh, archaeoprix. Uh, um, uh, that was that one. There are a lot of uh, those, uh, but you need to define what a missing link is uh, to me to give an answer.
0: Okay, thank you, Luca. Kat, if you'd like to add anything, go ahead.
2: Uh, there is. Uh, there are no, there's no chain. It's not missing links we're looking for. The whole chain is missing. It doesn't exist. They're assuming, with that question even, those who are looking for missing links are assuming that there are links. Humans, he said, we are still apes. Luke, we are not still apes. You can believe that if you wish. But you want, you've got this chain going from a bacteria all the way to humans in your mind. That's not reality. Bacteria only make baby bacteria. Humans only make baby humans. There simply are no exceptions. If you wish to believe that, I'm sorry, somebody taught you that, but it's not true. Missing links, they don't exist. You can keep looking for them if you want, but quit using everybody's funds to do that. Take it out of your own pocket. Go look for all the missing links you want.
0: Appreciate it. Kent Luca, quick final word. Question was for you.
2: Well,
1: uh, we do have a record. Uh, You can argue that's not the case, but we do. We have a bunch of organisms and we do have uh, organisms in between, like birds and dinosaurs. We have something like Archaeopteryx. Uh, the Velociraptor was something uh, interesting too. Uh, it had feathers, so we have that. M- Microraptor is another example. We have some of those. Of course, uh, we need to um specified what a missing link is and then i can give an answer i gave some example for sure
0: okay luca thank you and gentlemen we are going to uh, have to wrap it up here so we got one final question and it is a question for the both of you so we'll get uh, one response each and then we are going to close it down for the night so again i appreciate the debate and the question comes in from Mitchell question for both. So Luca, what, why don't we start with you? And the question is why did the octopus evolve camouflage if it wasn't in danger and had to adapt millions
1: of years ago to current? Well, uh, at the time, uh, sorry, adaptation, uh, does not work like that. Uh, you have mutation and if that mutation is doing something uh, useful for you at the moment like it changes the color of your skin Uh, if you live in a desert uh, very light sand and you are more uh, dark you are more easy to find it could be a good thing or not depends if you are uh, a prey or not basically if it's that change is doing uh, something good for you it will be selected because more of your kind will survive it's how it works it's not like uh, you need adaptation yeah. and then you get it you get uh, a and if it's doing something good for you you will survive more uh, survive more reproduce more uh, you can survive uh, and uh, not be selected you can die from old age it's not like uh, you are suc- successful if you uh, produce more offspring basically
0: Thank you, Luca. This is the last question. It's a question for both. Luca, you got to answer. Kent, you get, uh, you get to answer now. You get the final word, and then we're going to wrap it up. Go ahead.
2: The octopus did not evolve camouflage. They were designed. They can change the color of their skin almost instantly. It is phenomenal. I can't do that. Don't you think humans would wish they could evolve camouflage for the running around for thousands of years, turning into humans? And Why can't any of them just decide to turn green to hide in the woods? Why not? It was designed to do what what it does. The Camouflage mechanism in an octopus is unbelievably complex. They can change colors like that to thousands of different camouflage patterns. They get on a rock, they look like the rock. They get in the seaweed, they look like the seaweed. I think stuff like that, God put things like that in nature just to make it look like, wow, there's a designer. I wish you evolutionists would get off that, get out of that dumb little box you've locked yourself in and see the glory of God in nature. God designed the octopus. I can look at the octopus and say, wow, God, you are smart. You guys can't do that. I feel sorry for you. Go ahead. Okay,
0: Kent, thank you so much for the response to that final question of the night. We've uh, we've come to the end of the debate. Luca and Kent, thank you so much for your time. And why don't we get some quick final thoughts final words luca let's start with you uh been a little while since you've been here but uh yes. it's great to see you uh, back. I, in the ring. go ahead <laughs> i
1: cannot wait to, to debate more uh, that's my hobby and i have a lot of fun doing it uh, i was really <laughs> busy in these days uh, we have a lot of work at school but that's good too uh and i cannot wait to do more maybe on a genesis i did uh, offer that uh, for ken too if he wants so it was a blast to be here uh, i'm very grateful uh, for uh, being invited on this channel it was fun
0: well thank you luca <laughs> you are always welcome here as you are always professional and cordial in these debates. So, uh, Doctor Kent, the science gent, thank you as well for being here. These debates are always a ton of fun, and I look forward to many more of these in 2023. So, some final thoughts, final words, Kent.
2: Well, Luca, I've only been to Italy once. Uh, see if I can practice my Italian. Grazie per esserto unito a me. Thank you for joining me. Did I get it close? No, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you talk funny?
1: Or... Uh, I'm sorry. I did not understand. Uh, what uh, were you trying to say? Grazie,
2: I... grazie, grazie. per esserti grazie yeah. per, per uh, unito a me. Thank you for joining uh, me.
1: Grazie per esserti unito a me. There. Okay. Yes, thank
2: you. Glad you do this. I'm going to pray for you. I want God to speak to your heart and get you into his kingdom. He would like to forgive your sin and save you. I don't see how people can look at something complex like the scale of a lizard or the shell of a snail and think it happened by chance. I just, I don't understand. All life forms came by no designer. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent design down here. I think anybody that would open their eyes and say, wow, there must have been a designer. How can people not see it? You really think this happened by chance? Nobody made this? There's no designer it came from a a dot smaller than a proton exploding 13.772 and what 26 years ago billion years ago i see design everywhere i look and i don't have a problem praising the designer i know him personally he's my friend he's my father He's gonna take me to heaven someday i don't deserve it but i'm forgiven he'd like to do that with you so i think anybody who would look at nature and say wow nobody made this needs their head examined i think Somebody made all of it. I glorify God for his creation. I encourage you to come visit uh, Alabama. Come to Dinosaur Adventureland. We'll put you up in one of our cabins, give you the tour around here. You can join, sit here right beside me. We'll do a debate right here from Dinosaur Adventureland in Lenin. I okay.
1: would love to do that, actually. I need to uh, take my passport, uh, to made the passport, but I would huh? love to, maybe.
0: Okay. You're invited. I'll join you both for an in-person debate. I'll moderate in person. So Kent and Luca, again, thank you so much. I will, Adonny. Be careful because I can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds fun. Uh, Okay, to the audience, thanks for the great questions. We're going to let the debaters get out of here. Guys, I am going to be back in about one minute for some uh, special announcements and reminders. So Kent and Luca and the audience, God bless. SFT is out. All right. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I am back just for a few minutes here. I wanted uh, to thank everybody for their questions. We had a ton of great questions. I know it's been, I think, a few weeks, actually, since we've done a debate in the Evolution Debate Challenge series, which we started in 2022. And so if you do check the playlist, you should find uh, 60 or more debates in this series. And we do have several more now scheduled for the end of this month but also uh all throughout march and so for uh anybody who joined us for the entire if you do have questions yes joe friday i do see you uh in the chat i am monitoring the chat so please if you have a question uh let me know (laughs) So, redefine living, appreciate that, brother. My award winning co host, uh, Slam RN says, Time flies, it is true. Time does fly. Uh, this debate flew by two hours. I always appreciate when Luke is here and I appreciate when, when Kent is here. So, they always have a good back and forth, very professional debate. And so, for anybody who is with us the entire time, uh, I think in over 500 ish shows, That was the first time that ever happened. So I don't know what it was, but we were live for about 10 minutes, 10-ish minutes. Luca was into his opening statement. We got done intros. And uh, from my end, it wasn't showing anybody in the chat. And so when I looked over on YouTube, uh, I could see that it had not started yet on YouTube. I don't know what the issue was. I tried to look it up and uh, I couldn't find any information on it. So maybe it was just a fluke. Uh, you know, first time for everything, but we still got the debate going. And so I don't know how it's gonna transcribe because it does say that it recorded the whole thing. And therefore maybe the the missing eight to 10 minutes, once it's all loaded up on YouTube, it might be there. If not, I'm not too sure. I do usually uh, re-premiere these on our other channel, Young Earth Creation, so make sure you're subscribed there. And so I'll download the recording. Re-upload it there, and um, we'll have hopefully the full debate. But the 8 to 10 minutes was just intros, and we restarted uh, Luca's opening anyways. So you guys didn't miss anything, although I'd like to know why that happened. Definitely uh, interesting. Uh, Alex Glenn asks, have you ever done a creation versus evolution debate? Yes, I have had 100 formal debates. I've had a lot of open mic discussions and things like that. But in terms of uh, the debates that I've done, I've specifically focused on basically three topics: creation versus evolution, with a focus on uh, ancestry. And so, if you look at the channel, or you go to my website, Stand for Truth Ministries, uh, StandforTruthMinistries and you'll find a lot of my debates there on the main page. I've done a lot of debates on endogenous retroviruses. I've done a lot of debates on uh, genetics and ancestry. I have done debates on the age of the earth, debates on eschatology and debates on um, soteriology. So if you are new to this channel, please check those out. I just did a podcast debate about two weeks ago with Snake Was Right on uh, genetic entropy uh, <laughs> redefine living. I think is being sarcastic there. Uh, redefine living. I appreciate your uploads over on your channel, brother. It looks like you had a good discussion the other day with a skeptic. So very cool. Um, let me see here. Yeshua is King. Appreciate the question in college. I took uh, nursing. So I worked as a full-time nurse here in Canada for about six years. Um, so let's see redefine living sft just need more coffee i seen one question uh that had to do with the show i think it was from oh here it is aussie gold when it was up it started yeah uh it, it started pretty much instantly i've noted i noticed that as well and so it basically just started instantly 10 minutes into us recording so i don't if, if anybody knows Streamyard better than me I, I would be curious to know why that happened and, and how I can avoid it in the future. Uh, Doki Doki Bible Club. Appreciate that. So if you go to our podcast website as well, I do uh, currently we have about 90 episodes up on the podcast. You can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, all of the most popular uh, podcasts out there. The website is completely uh, updated tons of content added to it. We got a new blog section. Um, I've been working, I've been co-authoring a genetic entropy article, technical article. It's currently in review right now. I'm really excited for everybody to see it. Uh, I'm co-author on it. The main author is uh, Christopher Roop, who wrote Contested Bones. Behind me, his work has been a blessing and he has been a real help in terms of population genetics. And so I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work on genetics, population genetics. And so our technical article should be hopefully ready. Uh, Again, it's in review, hopefully ready in the next few days. And I will uh, upload it to the website. It'll be on, uh, from what I understand, the Genetic Entropy website. It's really cool. It's really cool news. So when we get that out, I'm excited for everybody to to see. I, I would say it's a game changer. Um, and okay. What I wanted to cover real quick. So I'm going to have to take a break from the live chat just for a couple seconds, because I want to go over what we have coming up. So we've got T-Rock and Grayson, two excellent debaters, T-Rock being the young earth creationist, uh, Grayson being an evolutionist, but they've both, uh, they're both experienced. They both have, have had numerous debates and a lot of people have wanted to see, T-Rock and Grayson go at it. Grayson's been here. He's had a couple debates with Kent. He's had two formal debates with me, one informal. He he always uh, puts up a good challenge. So him and T-Rock, they'll be debating this weekend on Saturday. And Grayson actually has a channel-based theory, and they've got an after show. It might have already started. I'm not too sure. So definitely check that out. Um, This is going to be fun. T-Rock debated Mark Reed, another uh, fantastic debater in the debate community. And they debated, I believe it was last month, although time does fly. They had a great debate. And so I'm really looking forward to this one on Saturday. Speaking of Mark Reed, Mark, thanks for the super chat support and question tonight. Is there evidence for the existence of God? So I would say this is one of our main events this month because uh, Paul Price, he's written a ton on this topic. He has done debates on this topic. He debated Snake Was Right a month or two ago here on this topic. And this is going to be a formal debate. Now, when I say formal, I mean formal. It is going to be very structured. And if you want uh, an understanding in terms of, of the structure of this debate exactly, we've done this format twice before, both with Paul. So Paul's debate with Snake Was Right. And then he also did a debate here over two years ago now with Dr. Ron Garrett on genetic entropy. So this is coming up, if I'm not mistaken, in about nine days. And so Mark Reed and Paul Price, uh, Mark Reed experienced debater. So he's going to, uh, he's gonna be here to take on Paul Price. This is gonna be fun. Tom Walden says, looking forward to T-Rock and Grayson. Yes, I think that is going to be an excellent debate. And so if if there's anybody that wants to step into the debate octagon, I guess you could say, and you've never done a debate before, reach out to me. And I've had uh, plenty of requests lately come in through the website. Uh, New debaters. I always love seeing new faces. We've had a lot of new faces here recently. And typically what I'll do is set up a day and time with new debaters and I'll meet with them. Uh, you know, a week before their debate, a few days before, whatever's convenient for them. And we'll test out the stream, test out the connection. I'll show them how to share a screen, just get them comfortable with the stream yard, get them comfortable with uh, doing a debate. And so I'm always looking for new faces, whether it's in soteriology, uh, the Bible translation topic, I'm looking for more uh, interested Debaters for that topic please do reach out same with soteriology of course creation versus evolution we'd like to do more debates specifically on noah's ark and the flood and so i've got at least 3 creationists including our flood geologist uh, professor david mcqueen they are looking for more debates specifically on specifically on noah's ark and the flood we just had a worldwide flood debate just last week David McQueen versus Mark Siegel. That was a ton of fun. Uh, Age of the Earth. I've got at least four for that topic. Uh, Creationists willing to debate that topic. So anyways, people who are not creationists, reach out. And what I'd like to do, uh, especially for April, especially throughout the summer, I want to do a lot more debate marathons. The months fly by. Summer will be here in no time. I'm currently booking for April. And so I like to book two months in advance. Next month, we've got a ton of debates, a lot of debates on some controversial topics like dispensationalism. Uh, we've got a lot more creation evolution debates. Um, I keep my thumbnail guy busy. So once I get all the thumbnails in, probably this weekend should be about 12. I will get them all up on the channel and they will be there for you guys to, to see and to, to mark off. Um, I'm looking at the chat again, Joe Friday. I know you wanted to ask a question there, brother. So let me, let me scroll up and see if I can find it. Bond says Mark Reed challenged Centurion to a debate. Definitely anybody who wants to debate, just let me know and and we'll set it up. Tom Walden. Yeah. We got Jamie from studio Two He'll be back here next month debating James W. So they'll be debating just the classic creation versus evolution topic. And then we've got James W. debating uh, Snake Was Right, round two, first week of March. They'll be uh, debating single cell to multi-cell evolution. That'll be the first week of March. So they'll be kicking off uh, March. Mark Reed and Praise I Am, the word is uh, we are going to discuss details on a debate between them on morality. So Mark and Praise uh, anticipate an email. And there's Doki Doki Bible Club. So that is the new email I've been using to keep things organized. All of my requests on the website, which there's a lot of them, and sometimes it floods the email, that comes in on my other account, StandForTruthMinistries at gmail.com. I'm using specifically to set up debates. And uh, Joe Friday, no worries. If your question was answered, that's good. Just scrolling up and seeing. What else we have here? Okay, so we do have, again, a lot to look forward to. Uh, Mr. Deckard says, moderated debates or conversations, both. So we do a good mix of moderated, but then also conversations. I, since I do the moderating here, I'll oftentimes engage in uh, just conversations with people of the opposing side. And you can find a playlist where I've done that. I've had discussions, uh, just conversation style, no moderator on endogenous retroviruses, ancestry creation evolution. You can find that on the website, but also the playlist section. Um, okay, let's see where else. After show link, Doki Doki bubble club. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, yeah, reach out to that email and we'll set up, uh, we'll set up debates, whatever your, your favorite topics are. People wondering about the evolution debates. Yes. We'll be here. This'll be an early one. So this one's all confirmed. Christian Dean was sick uh, a couple weeks ago when we had this scheduled and, uh, it's good, good news. He is feeling better. And so this is rescheduled. If I'm not mistaken for the 21st, this'll be an earlier one, four o'clock EST, my time cramp appreciate that brother god bless you we've also got snake was right and kent they'll be going at it again rescheduled i think for march 7th it is up on the channel so please please check that out uh kjv only debates we've got many more of those coming up we've got a warnings of hebrews debate coming up as well uh charles jennings and and dan chapa so again stay tuned Within the next week, you're going to see a lot of the uh, debates that are scheduled for March and April. They're going to pop up on the channel, and so you can hit that reminder. Uh, Cheryl, good point, sister. I just noticed 12.9 thousand, and so we are very close to hitting the 13,000 subscriber mark. Please share this around to your friends. Share it around to family. Get the word out and help us hit 13,000, and hopefully... 20,000, the next big goal. And if you're not subscribed to the secondary channel, which I've been running these days and uploading two to three videos sometimes a day, re-premiering a lot of our older content, that channel has a flood video that went viral about a, uh, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago on the flood, a couple million views. And so we racked up quite a few subscribers on that channel, about 24,000 there. And so we've got our two main channels here that I can flood uh, YouTube with cool content, debates, discussions, conversations. And I think that's it. I'm looking at the chat and I think we've got most questions out of the way. Bond, my workout partner. Appreciate that. Slam RN. Always good to see you, sister. 13,000 subscribers, just in time for the year of all debates. Last year was a big year for debates, 2022, and I'm doing my best to uh, top last year, this year with a solid mix of debates. I'm also open to ideas in terms of new topics. For that, you can reach out through email, reach out through the website. I do make sure to, to see them all. We've got uh, Pastor Chuck. Good to see you. He'll be here uh, next week as well, debating the Marian dogmas debate with Steve Christie from the Born Again RN YouTube channel. And I'm um, good. Thing, good thing. I just remembered because we rescheduled from last week. Kelly Powers and CJ Cox tomorrow. They'll be here, uh, 10 o'clock EST. They are going to be debating. The T in Tula, So total depravity. Two excellent debaters. Both experienced. Kelly Powers. CJ Cox. Again, that is tomorrow. And that'll kick start at, uh, that'll start off at 10. 10 EST. And then on Saturday, we've got the much anticipated T-Rock. And Grayson Debate. Who has an after show now. Jim Vaughn. Curse if you received my email from a week or so ago. If it was uh, debate related, I'll double check. I'll catch up on emails tonight. And if you sent it in, it it should be there. So I think that's about it. Okay, guys, appreciate your patience tonight and appreciate you sticking around uh, for these announcements and reminders. We've got a lot going on. And so I just wanted to cover several of those And I'd rather do it after the debate rather than at some point during it. So with that, guys, thank you for tuning in. Share around this content. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow night for Kelly Powers and C.J. Cox.